Hello, this is John with advice for my kids. Last night, my wife and I were very sad. We attended a comedian's performance in a large venue and found ourselves being extremely saddened by the whole process. Let me explain. This comedian is a self-proclaimed depressive person with a lot of anxiety and contemplate suicide. One of her quotes was, one reason she doesn't have a gun is she couldn't trust herself not to use it on herself. And she said a lot of other things that were really like, kind of like shockingly inappropriate as part of humor. But if you really look beneath the surface, I saw it as a cry for help. I started thinking, the kinds of things she presented in her comedy routine means that her mind is thinking these things and therefore giving her a lot of feelings, which she's expressed very clearly in her performance, that are really very, very debilitating for her. And if she weren't depressed after thinking these thoughts, I would find it extremely shocking. For example, she really worries about being old and getting all the wrinkles that an old person has and having any kind of sexual urges as an old person because that would just be horrible and disgusting. Well, these kinds of thoughts can lead one to a very fatalistic thinking, a feeling, and can cause the bad results that she was talking about. And as I thought more about this, now I wasn't so much offended by her topics, which many could find offensive, but I was saddened by her internalizing all these kind of bad thoughts and therefore bad feelings. I've tried to impress upon my children that uh, you really should figure out what is the result that you want to accomplish. What's your purpose? What's the result for anything? And then work backward from there. If you want to have a certain result, whatever it is, let's say it's to uh, find a partner, a suitable mate. Fine. A lot of people have that as a uh, purpose or the end result they want. Well, in that process, then you really kind of got to describe the kind of person you want to have. We said suitable. So you've got to go through some definitions on what that means to you. And then you got to work backward from there. What kinds of things would you have to do in order to have that come true? Well, you might have to, let's say you wanted to find somebody that has similar religious values to you, similar uh, social values to you, similar adventure uh, spirit as you. Well, you might have to then go back to think, well, how am I going to have to feel in order to attract and be around a person like that? What am I going to have to feel? Because you might be right next to that person in the grocery store, but you don't know it. So what feelings must you have to have in order to have this objective this purpose have any chance of being realized? Well, you have to do some thinking. Now, what kind of thinking would you have to have in your mind that would create feelings that would be apt to have 
these things come true for you? Well, one thing is you'd have to feel pretty good about yourself. In other words, that you're somebody that this kind of person should value to have. So if you were to feel self-love, well, now you have a, you put out some feelings about that. that you think that you're good and you uh, do are the best you can be and you feel good about yourself. That's because you think you're good enough and you don't keep looking at all the flaws to see how uh, you're not measuring up and you don't compare yourself to anyone else. Oh, this one is thinner. This one is, uh, is smarter. This one has prettier hair. You are just right the way you are. With that thought in your mind, now you're going to feel good about yourself. And you put different thoughts in your mind, like I'd like to get, I would like to have the fellowship of being involved in a church group that does some socially uh, beneficial activities. Then you have to think that that's a good thing to do and that that will make you feel even better about yourself, having a community and having the feeling that you're doing some good too. Well, you got to think that these are worthy things to do. All of a sudden, you start to feel like you want to do them. Then you start doing them. And eventually, all of a sudden, if by magic or some kind of luck, you're going to start finding the appropriate people for yourself, maybe the one. Unfortunately, the show we saw last night, that's going to be outside of many people's ability to grasp. When I was in grammar school, which I guess you call elementary school now, we had this one English teacher who was very much into prim and proper ways of doing things. And I remember I used to get into arguments with him between intrinsic value of something and the utilitarian value of it, like a fancy bone-handled shaver might be intrinsically wonderful. But the real issue is, you know, these five-blade uh, tr- five shavers might shave better. So that's utilitarian rather than intrinsic. But one statement that he made stuck with me my whole life so far, and that's a lot of years ago. And that statement was a very simple one. He put up on the board the phrase, I love you. And he asked us, he said, okay, what's the most important word in that sentence? Well, naturally, people would want to be altruistic and all, and uh, it's you. The class shouts out. And he said, no, it's not you. Oh, everybody's a little confused by this. And, well, it must be the nice emotion, love. So everybody yells out, love. He says, it's not love. It's I. And then he started drawing concentric circles around the eye. But these circles kept getting larger and larger and larger. And all of a sudden, it started to have cover the L in love, and then the O, and V. And pretty soon, the whole word love was covered. And then he kept going and going until the whole sentence was covered. And his message was very simply, if you have a good sense of I, that you know who you are, you learn to like who you are, you think you're good enough, you're pleased with who you are, you're pleased with who you see in the mirror, you start to love that person. You start to have self-love. 
And as you develop more and more self good feeling and incorporate this nice emotion of love, only then can your love grow to incorporate another person. And that's pretty profound because how many people are walking around where they can honestly say, I love me. I love me just the way I am. Not if only I could, but just the way I am. I am the right height for me. I am the right weight for me. I am the right hair color for me. I am the right everything for me. I am the right level of intelligence. I I am somebody I love. I really love myself. And very few people can say that. Obviously, this comedian we saw last night really kind of can't say that. She kind of can't really view what her purpose of being alive really is. So she's tried to make a joke of it and then present it as a, you know, a somewhat funny comedy routine as a way of searching out purpose. But I submit to you, it's a little hard to love yourself if you have all of these aspects that you really don't like even about yourself, never mind love. So with this in mind, start to think, well, you, you know, if I say I love you to someone else and I don't even love myself, which kind of means I kind of can't even grasp the whole concept of what love means and everything that goes into love, how can I possibly incorporate someone else? And if I'm the other person, what is the value of somebody that doesn't even love themselves saying they love me? Because if they love themselves and then they say they love me and they're giving themselves to me, that's a real gift. But if they can't love themselves and they're going to try and give me that gift, how much of a gift is that? Like I started feeling sorry for this comedian's sisters and family and boyfriend. What gifts is she giving those people if she can't even feel, you know what, I love me? And that's the, the message I'd like to get across to people is I always say, you know, life is simple. Things aren't so hard. People make them hard. Uh, attitude is everything. So I have a bunch of different little thoughts, and they're all different ways of coming around to the concept. But a very basic concept is without self-love, none of the other things really have good meaning, have good value. If one loves oneself, one can be by oneself very happily. I like to tell people if I'm sitting around, I'm a very social kind of person, I like to talk a lot. I don't know if you can tell from this uh, blog, but uh, I love talking to people and I love teaching people and I love learning from people. So when I sit for hours in a uh, chair at a uh, shopping mall while my wife's enjoying her shopping, I can actually sit there in peace because I feel like I'm in very good company myself. I don't need to be in somebody else's company. I like to, but I don't need it because I'm real happy being my own comfort, my own company. Uh, when I traveled before for business and I traveled by myself, I took pleasure in the traveling. I knew I was with my best friend, myself, and wonderful company and companion. And you know what? That gives you a lot of peace. And it gives you a lot of positive viewpoint in life. It allows you to start to see things more optimistically 
rather than worrying about everything that could go wrong. And it really helps with a lot of the issues that a lot of young people, and, and old people really, but it seems more pronounced in young people with the levels of mental illness and depression and anxiety. Uh, it's a really, really tough thing today because people don't seem to have that real love of oneself. They try to put it out there in Instagram or TikTok as if there's something special, kind of like this uh, comedian, but you can see through it. Because if they did feel that good about themselves, you can kind of feel that when you're around them. And that's why I say if your objective is to meet a suitable partner, you're going to exude something that's kind of cracks suitable partner. And you're going to do it subconsciously. And subconsciously, they're going to react to it. I don't know if it's chemically based or, or what it is. But there's some kind of thing when you put that out there. And, you know, all, all programs have been written on this. That book, The Secret, was all about put out there what you want and then it will come back to you. And all religions are based on do good things and then uh, good things come back to you. And so many different things. Uh, years ago, Dr. Norman Vincent Peale write The Power of Positive Thinking. You know, you think positively, good things will happen. Well, if you feel good about yourself and kind of know that you can handle whatever's coming, you've eliminated the need for worry then. You've minimized any anxieties you might have because, you know, whatever happens, I'll be able to handle it. I love myself and I know that I'm good enough to handle whatever life throws at me. I would like it to throw me good things and I can surely enjoy those. But no matter what it throws, I can handle it because I'm good enough, and that pleases me. And I wish that I could tell you how easy it is to feel that, or how easy it is to sabotage that so you could never feel it. And it comes down to a very simple thing. Whatever you think is going to then create what you feel. Whatever you feel is going to cause you to automatically take actions that reinforce that, and then it will lead to results that those actions result in. And it's that simple. And if you work backwards from what do you want the result to be, what would actions would you have to take to make that happen? What feelings would you have to have to automatically do those actions without working hard at it? What do you have to think in order to have those feelings? Let's take, for example, one thing that everybody seems to want to do is uh, they want to get in better shape. Okay, why? Well, if you really wanted to get in better shape, first of all, you got to define that a little bit. What does better shape mean? Well, that uh, I can walk up two flights of stairs without being out of breath. Okay, okay, that's pretty specific. Good. Okay. What would I have to do to be able to do that? Well, I'd have to move more. You know, like they say, you're supposed to get the 6,000, 10,000 steps, whatever. I really would have to get off the couch a little bit and stop watching all these uh, shows on TV that I kind of can't walk away from and move more. Oh, okay. Well, what would you have to feel in order to be able to do that without forcing yourself not to watch your shows? Because that's not going to last long. We all know that. You might do it for a couple of days. 
but you're depriving yourself for your shows. So, you know, it's only a matter of time and you'll fall back to doing it. Uh, tomorrow I'll, I'll get off and move. Uh, tomorrow I'll do 6,000 steps. Tomorrow I'll do 12,000 to make up for the fact that I didn't do any today. And we know how that all goes. But if you start to feel good about getting up and moving, what kind of thinking would you have to do about feeling good? Like, what would you have to think to make yourself feel good so you automatically want to get up and move kind of accidentally and eventually you're able to walk two flights of stairs? Well, you might start to think, you know what? Uh, if I, I'd love to get up and see the, the sun come up over the lake early in the morning, but I'd have to walk a little bit to do that. But I would love to see it. Okay. Keep putting that thought in your mind. Oh, I'd love to see the sun come up over the lake. That would be so beautiful and peaceful. I could sit there for 10, 15 minutes and just enjoy it. Okay. Pretty soon, you're starting to feel like, you know what? And I feel a little antsy. I didn't get out there to see the sun come up over the lake. Let me get going. So you walk down to the lake. Sit there and relax. You walk back. All of a sudden, you got two, 3,000 steps in. You say, wow, you didn't even try. And you do this for a week. Pretty soon, you're better at doing the stairs. You see how it works? It's that kind of simple or that kind of difficult, depending on how you want to view it. So I hope this, uh, you know, if it, it provided any kind of food for thought for you, uh, you know, I hope you consider it. I love you. I has to be well-developed in order to incorporate any of the positive emotions such as love and that has to be firmly in place before there can be a you and that's kind of the truth and unfortunately everyone goes off trying to find the you that's going to make me love myself no one else can make you love yourself that you have to think good things about yourself start to learn to feel them and then you'll love yourself other people has no impact on you really in your soul, no matter how much they love you. Or I saw Amy Winehouse's parents. I met them after she died. And they really loved that girl. Didn't really help her, did it? Because Amy Winehouse needed to love herself. She had a lot about her to love. She didn't see it. This comedian we saw last night really needs to learn how to love herself. And I didn't feel she did. And to me... That's a tragedy waiting to happen. And she said she doesn't trust herself with a gun. Well, that ought to be a warning sign by itself. But unfortunately, it isn't for people. Now, it was just funny. That's kind of not. All right. Well, thank you very much. I uh, hope you enjoyed this. And uh, But again, this was for my kids, and I hope they get something out of it. Thank you. Bye.